Come on. From ghetto to ghetto, the backyard to yard, I sell it with one whip. It's off the hard. What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, people up in Lubbock, people up in Tyler, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down in Laredo. You're tuned in here to the Wednesday edition of the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. And we are broadcasting here from the newly Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. 877-37-GRIND is your number. Like always, if you know what you want to talk about, it is open phone lines. Feel free to give us a call. Uh, the only thing that we ask is you call during the breaks and you be patient during the long segments and breaks and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, keep in mind, if you need to reach out to me via Twitter, Twitter or follow me you can do that at sports grind and if you want to stream the show live and you can leave comments I'll read them on air in real time or I'll respond to them later you can go to the business Facebook page of sports grind entertainment or you can go to my personal page and like I said you'll leave comments I'll read those on air if not respond to them later and also don't forget uh, if you ever miss any of the shows live okay you can always go to sportsgrindonline.com where you can download the podcast daily 365 seven days a week and also keep in mind if you're in a market that doesn't carry us terrestrial wise okay or you're traveling or you're in a market that carries astros or rangers baseball or some other play-by-play all you have to do is log on to the same website click the play button and then you'll get us there Eight seven seven three seven grind what's up mr clark ready rock and roll all right so before we get started um you know i made an announcement uh yesterday uh, toward the end of the show, and I know we had a test connect yesterday in the market, but today I wanted to f- uh, first off uh, start by officially welcoming Mile High Sports Radio out in Denver, Colorado. Um, glad to have y'all on board, um, the Sports Grind Radio Networks family. Uh, like I said yesterday, shout out to Nate. Uh, Lundy in regards to uh, working on much to get this together. Um, what I would tell for the new markets, I usually introduce this. I've been doing this for pretty much about 20 years or so, but been in based out of the uh, Texas, San Antonio, Texas market for all the years. Um, and I'd say probably in the last year, year and a half, we've been starting to get picked up and syndicated in different markets. So I usually just give you a little bit idea about the show. Um, it's not your typical you know, really normal sports talk radio show. It just does a little bit different. We cover everything uh, regionally, nationally, uh, a lot of topics. Um, Fortunately for the Denver audience, um, you have inherited somebody in this slot um, that has covered the most important team down there. Now, like I'm an outsider coming in telling people what the important team, I kind of know. The Denver Broncos, you know, Ben uh, Ben have a serious interest in that team, and I'm being professional. I'm trying to make sure I maintain professionalism doing the Open. But I've had great interest in that organization and team since 1983. Elway coming out of Stanford. Know a lot about the organization, old and new. Um, so I'm kind of excited, you know, to get this opportunity um, now to keep it, keep it. I always keep it real with all my audience. Now we're not going to. It's not going to be totally all Denver Bronco radio, but you're going. This is going to be a treat in regards to, especially the season coming up, because you will get the coverage here. You will be able to have a platform to sign off, sound off. I should say. Excuse me. Here, you know, and also look, you know, you got the defending champs, 
the defense, the Denver Nuggets. Um, you know, training camp will be here before we know it. You got the reigning MVP. Well, not the reigning MVP. Joel won that one, but you got the reigning Finals MVP. Um, and of course, you know, in my neck of the woods, you have the five-time champion San Antonio Spurs that have been under construction for the last five or six years or so that have some optimism because of this young gentleman out of France called Wimby. So, therefore, it should be an interesting uh, sports season coming up on this particular program because uh, you'll get pay attention, of course. You know, the Denver Nuggets, they're the defending champions, like I said. Of course, we talk Spurs here on this program, you know, and we cover the NBA in general and all the NFL. So even if you're not, you know, you're in that region and you're not really a Denver Bronco fan, which I don't know how they would let you still live in the state of Colorado. But anyway, I mean, one of my good friends is born, has family in Denver, and he ended up being the only one that ended up being a Cowboys fan. Still don't know how that's happened to this day. But the bottom line is, even if you're not a Denver Bronco fan or Nugget fan, this is a show for you because you can sound off and we cover all the teams and all the sports for the most part. Okay, Even going to mix it in with a little bit of avalanche there. And we know we, they came off of a disappointing season, didn't have an opportunity to defend their, their Stanley Cup. But, hey, you know, there's a pecking order down there, at least for me from afar, the outsider, you know. Um, and I would say, you know, for the most part, as I've known, and I've said this before on this show, in my opinion down there, that, you know, it comes Denver runs the, runs the state, runs the city, runs Colorado, whatever you want to say. And I think second in order, um, it's probably the Colorado Avalanche. And then now the Nuggets. This is an interesting period for the Nuggets, you know, because you have Joker. Some people will say arguably might be on the verge of being, if not already, the best player in the NBA, but at least top three, depending on you ask. And they're a young team, and it's going to be interesting to see how they go because if you win, you know, and I know that town loves winners, um, maybe the priority kind of basically rises. But it's always going to be a Denver Bronco town, in my opinion. Um, and also you've got Coach Prime that just landed in Colorado in the mountains as well, too, with Colorado, the Buffaloes, that's trying to uh, revise that program, which has been down for a while. So exciting time uh, in the Denver, Colorado region. Um, excited to be a part of um, y'all's day who chooses to partake in the show. But give it some time. It's different, but uh, you'll enjoy it. So with that said, uh, we have a thing called the docket. It's usually the topics that we're going to touch on daily. I call it the docket, um, not because I've been involved in court a lot. It's just I've always said the docket. You know, I have to put that out as a disclaimer uh, when you look like I do. It's not because I've been in court a lot. It's just a habit of saying the docket. Okay, so the docket is usually will run down topics that we're going to touch on, and we have quite a few today. But also, uh, at the top of next hour, we're going to be joined by Destin Adams. Okay, he is the uh, Colts beat writer for A to Z Sports. He also covers the AFC South. So I wanted to get Destin in. Uh, you know, I wanted to talk to him since he really has a pulse of this organization. Um, I wanted to talk to him, of course, with one of the bigger stories that has developed here in the last week with Jonathan Taylor. I know I had it on the docket that there are some teams that have emerged as possible landing spots, but I really want to get his thoughts on the Colts and that organization, Jim Ursay, and maybe also have an opportunity to ask him really what is the outlook of the AFC South, what he's looks looking for coming into this particular 2023 season but other than that we've got other things going on world cup action for the women continue to roll on uh, you know i actually did stay up last night and at least watch the two o'clock central standard time start games um history being made 
uh, you know, uh, Africa, South Africa, they get a win. Uh, first off, they advance uh, with a big victory over Italy. Uh, that puts them into uh, the next round. Uh, that was basically amazing because, first of all, they got their first tournament win in World Cup history for the women, and they advanced to the knockout stage as well. And so they killed two birds with one stone. And then also on top of that, you had Jamaica – who tied Brazil 0-0, which sent Jamaica on to the knockout round. And then it sent Brazil packing, I think for the first time in the women since, I don't know if it was, I thought it was it early 2000s or something like that, the first time they haven't made it past the knockout stage. So you have Women's World Cup. We know who our women are going to play. Uh, they're going to play Sweden. That That's one of the tough teams. It seems like every every World Cup, they've got a tango with them. But, you know, the, the story with the women's, which I haven't had a chance to touch on it. I didn't get to it yesterday. Uh, but, you know, Carly Lloyd, former uh, U.S. national women's team, you know, she she logged in some years, very respectable player. You know, she's an analyst now, and I guess she's getting some major pushback. She kind of went hard on the women. I mean, and there's a lot, you know, the uh, – Lexi Lawless, these guys, you know, uh, women also that cover this national team and cover for years. There's been a lot of criticism about their performance. Uh, you know, I know they have a different coach now uh, from the last time they were at the World Cup, the last one they won. Um, that's been talked about quite a bit. Uh, but everybody has been getting uh, giving criticism to the national team, the women's national team. And Lloyd, Carly Lloyd, and I don't have all the comments, but I know the main thing that struck a chord is she really questioned the women's effort um, after the tie the other day. And really, when I saw the highlights, because remember, I told you I didn't stay up till 2 o'clock the other night to see the game against Portugal. But now that I saw the highlights, they were a post away from going home. I mean, that looked like that was going to go at in. The nine, at the yeah. 89th minute. Yeah, they yeah. were almost getting ready to go home. Uh, post saved them. But the main thing Carly Lloyd touched on was the fact of a little bit of the celebration after the last match of the tie at Portugal in regards to they didn't play well, and it's a game that they're supposed to win. I mean, they went into this tournament ranked the number one team in the country. Uh, what were you going to add? I, I was just – I have her comments yeah, if you go wanted. Ahead. Go ahead. And she said uh, after the Tuesday morning match – uh, you never want to take anything for granted. You put on that jersey and you want to give it everything you have for the people that came before you and the people that are going to come after you. And I'm just not seeing that passion. I'm just seeing a very lackluster, uninspiring, taking it for granted, where winning and training and doing all that you can to be the best possible individual player is not happening. Um, and, you know, the, today she's kind of back – she's walking back some of those comments. And she's kind of basically kind of trying to light the tone. And to me, for what? I mean, I think that, you know, because – and this goes back to kind of what I said, what we've been talking about this show in regards to the Sean Payton comments about Nathaniel Hackett, which I got to update on that. And I'm really – I've been trying to play nice in the sand with this, but this is really – you know, irritating to me, but I'll get to that point. But to finish this, it's a problem when she says it because she's a former player. She's been on this team. She's won uh, World Cup titles with this country and this 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 program. So it cuts a little bit more. 
but I have I feel there's no way she should be having to back up and backtrack and moonwalk from what she said. It goes with again, I hate to sound like old guy in a rocket chair, but it goes with the softness again of the society. I mean, the truth of the matter is when you are the US national team and you've had a head start on the rest of the world in this particular sport and soccer, mainly because of Title Nine. Um, you know, women have not had the opportunities in other countries that our women have had. When you are the, have had the number one ranking in the world for years, and granted, I've told y'all that I felt that this was going to be one of their toughest ones, and it was going to be tough for them to three-peat. Um, and so this does not surprise me, but I've also told you that this is a mix of a lot of young girls who haven't been here before, and you have some sprinkle of a few veterans that have been here for the last two. Um it is going to be a little different, but when you carry those expectations, you shouldn't be really celebrating. And, and you know, you can appreciate, they always tell you, you know, the athletes say appreciate the journey, and I get it, appreciate the process. But the truth of the matter is you shouldn't really be possibly celebrating as much as they were when you haven't really played good football on the pitch through three games with expectations. Now, they're in the knockout round. I mean, I want to correct myself because I said something yesterday on the on the program that was incorrect. Uh, they actually have not. They they've come second before in the group, and they went to, on to win it that year, I believe. Or put no, excuse me, they lost in the finals that year. So I said yesterday this is the first time they haven't you know really won a group. That was incorrect. After going back and double checking, even I wanted to fact check myself on that. So I was wrong. I'll stand corrected on that. But the the main point of it is, I stand by Carly. I, you know, she has a job to do. She's she's an analyst. Um, I don't know if it's for Fox she works for or not. An issue with Fox. Hey, she had a Fox hat on. Okay. Remember Sean told us, like, look, man, I had two lattes and I had my Fox hat on. She had a Fox hat on. She has to give an analyst and a job. And, 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 yeah, you see, I let slid that in, Jonas. Exactly. She had a Fox hat on. She had to be an analyst and give her opinion based on what she saw and she's saying no different than what alexi lawless i mean he's brutal on everybody man i mean i'm not a total big fan of him i mean i he was part of the early movements of men's soccer to at least get it on the map you know especially when it was uh last hosted here back in 94 whenever that was he's harsher than anything and he's so my point is there's nothing different that she said that other people paying attention to this world cup hasn't said about the women so we'll see what they do i think they have their game was on friday or saturday it's the two o'clock in the morning start i know that or three o'clock i'm sorry um it's either three o'clock friday morning or saturday morning but that's when their next match is what you got uh it's four o'clock central time uh which would make it what uh three o'clock mountain time uh yeah four o'clock in the morning on Sunday. Yeah. This is so, tough. So not I mean, Saturday, not Friday. Yeah. It's Sunday. We it, got a couple days away. And I wouldn't expect high numbers, viewer numbers for this World Cup with the women. I mean, because whether you're talking Olympics or you're talking World Cup, unless it's men World Cup, but if you're talking women's World Cup, even with some men, I mean, it, when you're talking about a time zone of this difference and you're talking about, you know, following the Americans or anything over here from the States and you're talking about where you have to you know, rearrange your whole schedule and sleep habits to watch them live at four. You have to really love this country or love women's soccer um, or either just have to cover it like I do, and which I, I like. I'm both what I just explained. I mean, I love soccer. I mean, grew up playing it, but, you know, support the American women and men. Uh, so I'm going to watch it, you know. Either that or the third thing I left out, you're just a degenerate and you're chasing from a bad run in baseball, and maybe that's the reason why you're up through the night as well. Watch it as well. So you got the women. 
a lot of criticism, but I stand by her. She shouldn't have to back up on that. Also, college. We definitely got to get to college. We've got another, you know, this has been a theme on the pros and the college level, but we've got another betting scandal, I should say gambling scandal going on. Iowa State starting quarterback, Hunter Deckers, okay, um, is being charged in a gambling investigation, accused of betting on the Cyclones and other sports. And now I'm hearing, now this broke yesterday, and now this morning I'm hearing the kicker has been named also a part of this investigation. Um, I can't remember the coach that came out through media day and talked about, I know who it was, but he was asking for some sympathy in regards to the punishment on some of these young collegiate athletes in regards to this gambling situation. And I do have my thoughts on that that I want to touch on. So we'll circle back around there probably after we talk to Mr. Dustin Adams. Uh, we'll get to that in the top of the hour. But when we get back from this break, I want to talk about the Dallas Cowboys. Jerry, once again, has spoken on Dak Prescott and this new offense, and I definitely have my thoughts on that. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the newly Maestro DeBell Tequila Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. Texas summers can get hot, but now they're blazing with the new Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary mix. The latest addition to the Zing Zang lineup brings the same great, bold, and delicious taste that you already know, only much hotter. Shake things up with Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary mix made with premium ingredients and crafted for a bold and savory taste, whether with your favorite vodka or with the pre-mixed ready-to-drink cans. Zing Zang, America's favorite Bloody Mary and an official sponsor of the sports crime. Please Zing Zang responsibly. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to choosetiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the sports grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing, spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dosecchi's Get a Dose. We are broadcasting here from the newly Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. 87737Grind is your number to participate. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Specs. Uh, listen, if you're looking for the latest new product that's coming in and you're trying to search for it, or you already know what you want, but you just want it ordered and delivered straight to your doorstep because it's hot as hell everywhere, you don't want to go anywhere. Don't forget about Specs Online because the fun starts here. That's Specs, official sponsor of the Sports Grind and an official partner of your Dallas Cowboys. And then speaking of the Cowboys, before we get to that, 
We got Peter Rodriguez checking in on Facebook Live. He said, what's up, Cal? Hope you're well, man. Me and my buddy Mike on with you, man. Keep kicking ass. Thank you, Peter. Thank you for taking your time out of your afternoon um, to, to listen and for the kind words. Trying to enjoy it while it lasts, okay? See, when I tell you, whenever you start talking about retirement, you're almost already out of there. But why would I stop now, man? I feel like I've adopted home from home out in Colorado and Denver. It's going to be a long football season for some of you audience that's been there for a while. Because, you know, I'm all about servicing the client. You know, and that's just, I mean, it's not it has nothing to do with me and my interest, what I want to talk about. It just is what it is. But before we go that, we've got time to get to that. But speaking of the Cowboys, who, yes, are our official partner of Specs, Jerry Jones, as we all know, it's not breaking news. He has his weekly radio show. First of all, I remember when Jerry used to start doing these. And maybe I'm wrong, but I swear he didn't really start doing these until the season kicked off. You know, reaction after the previous game on a Monday, on a Sunday, or whatever. But I mean, he's full fledged as we're only barely a week into training camp, not even a week yet for most teams. But he shared his thoughts again on the state of his Cowboys, the 2023 Cowboys, and this coach. I guess, coordinator offensive change that we're doing with the Dallas Cowboys this year with Mike McCarthy taking over the plays. And Jerry's comments, what was Jerry's comments that he said in regards to the offense pertaining to Dak Prescott? All right, from NBC Sports, quoting John Machota of The Athletic, Jerry Jones said on 96.7 the ticket, it's Dak friendly, speaking of the offensive changes. Uh, he's going to have an offensive line that is going to be able to protect him better. Their spacing is narrower, which is conducive to protection. He's going to have more opportunities to dump the ball off to the backs. He's going to have less to do before the snap and less to read after the snap. The receivers are going to be less dependent upon reading the D-back and Dak reading the D-back. It's going to be more about being a, at a spot where they should be. The combination of it all... And all of it is it is it, and all of it is adjustments, not dramatic changes. When you combine it all, then I'm confident that we're going to be excited about how it protects Dak and how it actually helps Dak's uh, helps efficiency for Dak. Look, uh, it goes with the theme. I mean, this is not reason why I'm bringing up this topic to hit this home, but it does follow the theme to what I've been saying in regards to me not being comfortable. Um, with their offseason and the way things have gone. And it has nothing really to do whether the additions they made or the subtractions they made or the additions they didn't make. Um, it has to do with the communication, and there's a lot of talk and chatter uh, coming out this offseason about what this new team and what this new offense is going to look like. Now, you can sit there and say, well, Calvin, there's always chatter coming out with the Cowboys. Jerry's always talking. Yeah, I understand that. But this is not just about Jerry. This goes from the head coach. This goes from Dak Prescott, who I've, stand, I've stood in his corner. I'm still in his corner. Uh, and it goes, you know, the obvious Jerry. But the problem that I have with these particular comments, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I don't like the way he kind of put this. Because, and trust me, I haven't heard anybody. No one else is going this way with it because it's just like, hey, Jerry. But I'm looking at it as the fact that, you're kind of making it seem when you when you talk about it's going to be easier with Dak's going to it's going to be an easier offense or more Dak friendly offense because he doesn't have to think pre-snap or even after snap whether it's just this this and that it almost comes across like you're saying that he's like you're dumbing it down 
Like he's like like he's not that smart between the ears. And that was the problem in regards to his double-digit turnovers and his two interceptions in the NFC Divisional game against the 49ers, which I've always said, look, some of it is on Dak, regardless who's calling the plays, who's the coach. But majority of his development, his lack of development, has been the coaching surrounding him, going back from Jason Garrett going into Mike McCarthy. And the thing that gets me is sometimes with the media and and just for the new market, I don't consider myself part of the media. I really don't. Um, so you might hear me reference to the problem with the media because just not. I didn't come in the game that way, so I'm not really part of them, even though technically, you know, if you ask Joe, well, technically you are. Cause you're gonna make, anyway. Yeah, you're pulling your Charles yeah, Barkley here. Well, whatever. The bottom line is this. It's funny how the media and fans tend to forget and pick and choose, and we go from one thing to one thing. And I know we're in a microwave society right now. Everything's quick. Everything's this. It's entitlement. If I show up to a concert, I can throw water on you. I can throw brawls. I can throw a shoe. I mean, they're running out. They're, they're running out of things to start going viral, like challenges. You know, years ago we had the challenge. You know, the the ice challenge that was for a good, you know, good cause. But then you had the the crate challenge. It's just getting ridiculous with that generator. It's just ridiculous. The Tide Pod. Challenge. It's just ridiculous, man. I I didn't even participate in all this. I just hate this era of social media. It's just dumb. Okay, but my point is, is that. We're ranting and raving about Mike McCarthy taking over the play calling. And I'm not saying it's not going to work, but we do remember the guy that's sucking all the offseason energy out of the NFL and Aaron Rodgers that went to New York. We do remember in Mike McCarthy's last couple years, Aaron did nothing but criticize the offense and the play calling. He did nothing but 100% get Mike McCarthy fired. A The one coach that took him to the Super Bowl and the one guy that he won a Super Bowl with, he backstabbed him and went to management and said, hey, I, we, I need a change. And then when they did it, he stood in front of the locker, oh, I'm, I'm shocked. They did what? They let him go? Yeah, you narcissist, they did. Maybe somebody should have been asking for an apology for Mike McCarthy because of your ass. But my point is, not just from Aaron Rodgers, but also there was rumblings that his offensive schemes were outdated. Now, I'm not saying that I bought I'm not saying that I 100% believe that, but that was the narrative out there. Remember, <clears throat> the year that Mike McCarthy got fired from the Packers, if I'm not mistaken and I'm 100% sure, the Jets job was open that year too. There was a couple jobs open, and Mike McCarthy's phone did not ring. He was forced to sit out a year. So the moral of the point of the segment is there's been a lot of talk. Again, it's been a lot of talking in this and this. The point of the segment is two. One, I don't like the way Jerry, in my opinion, I don't like the way Jerry articulated that. Because to me, that just, you're basically saying that Dak doesn't have the brain power to handle a complex offense. And I think that's so unfair. Okay. And and nobody and nobody's catching it that way because I think it's just Jerry. And some people's gotten to the point where they just tune Jerry out. Like you don't even concentrate on what he really says, but this is what I do for a living. So to me, when I hear that, I'm like, I don't like the way that sounds. Because to be honest with you, 
when Tony Romo's ass was the, the, the Jessica Simpson Tony Romo when he was taking trips to Cabo, that Tony Romo, I don't know, he got baited by like the same defense after every team that came through two or three times in the same defensive scheme. I didn't hear Jerry say, well, nobody's talking about dumbing down the defense or the offensive play calling for Tony Romo at the time. This is a cult. Dak's development has been a culture and a coach decision problem. And I will say that every time we talk about this, I will say this again. And I'm not trying to accuse Dak does have some of his hands is dirty. Usually when you have problems, everybody's got dirty hands. But the truth of the matter is. Dak's slow development has been because of a lack of certain culture and coaching. But so I didn't like the way that came out with Jerry. And again, it's just another example. I have a bad feeling about the Cowboys because, they, they, again, this isn't trash talking. This isn't like, oh, hey, we're going this. Yeah, we guaranteeing this. No, that's not the talking I'm talking about. I'm talking about the talking where you're trying to psych yourself up. Like when you're about to do something, when you're trying to get over a fear and you're about, you're just like, come on, come on. I can do it. I can do it. We can do it. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. And you're, come on, come on, come on. That's what it sounds like Cowboys' whole offseason has been, trying to – everybody's participated. It started with Mike McCarthy. Well, Kellen was trying to hit a home run every play. Oh, 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 oh. Dak, I ain't throwing double digits. I promise you, I ain't throwing double-digit interceptions. I think Dak went the next, pra next practice and second day in training camp, he threw two picks from what I heard. See, and that's the thing. That's why when it comes back to bite you in the ass, you put stuff out there where you don't know if you're going to throw double-digit interceptions or not. You might throw more interceptions than you did last year, but that, you might be winning. It might be a winning record. It might you know, result. You might still make it to the NFC Championship game. I don't know why I put that out there, but it's done by the leadership. There's too many voices in that organization that's coming out. It used to be just Jerry and all that's Jerry. But now we've got a head coach, we've got a quarterback, and we've got the best defensive player on the team, maybe the best player on the team, but definitely the best defensive player on the team, Michael Parsons. First day he has to meet the media with the camp, at camp, he's talking, oh, I'm going to take him to the deep end. Who wants to go to the deep waters with me? I want to see how they react. Who wants to go in the deep waters with me? We'll see. We're going to do two teams today over and under totals. I think the first one, I had it written down, but I think the first one's the Cardinals. I, there's another one, but I can't wait till we get to Dallas's total because I haven't looked at this stuff. I don't want to know until I get ready to do. I don't know who's projected certain win totals with anybody, but I'm going to be interested to see where Vegas has Dallas set at. But I, we'll, we'll get to them when we get to them. So we'll see, but I definitely don't like those uh, comments uh, from Jerry Jones. It makes it seem like Dak Prescott is mentally challenged. Be like, Jerry, man, we can read cover threes now. We can read cover twos. They can read defenses, you know? I mean, come on. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't think – I mean, well, the line is going to be – they're, they're, they're going to block different, so it's going to be smaller gaps. So, therefore, you know, Dak, he can just get – there's going to be opportunities. He's going to be dumping off a lot to running backs. He don't have to – I'm like, come on, man. Come on. And the worst thing that could hit this team this season in 2023, early on in the first quarter of the season, I would say maybe the first five, six weeks of the season, is adversity. They will be in trouble. If adversity hits this team, this Dallas 2023 team, they're going to be in trouble. Period. 877.
3-7 grind. All right, moving on, sticking to the NFL theme as well, too, um, which shortly here we'll be joined by Destin Adams of A to Z Sports. He, he's the beat writer for the Indianapolis Colts. He covers the AFC South, uh, which we'll get his thoughts on this as well, too, because we've got some teams and some teams that have surfaced about Jonathan Taylor. There's some teams that have called interest to the Colts. Uh, so I'm going to be interested to talk to about that because I, some of the teams is being made named. I'm like a couple. I'm like, for example, New England keeps floating out there. I'm like, do y'all realize that there was a thing called inflate gate between these two organizations? Do we really? I mean, I have no confidence in Ursay and a lot of people in that building. But the one thing I don't even think they can do would be to trade him within a robbery, a team basically that has beat you down. And also the fact that they're going, I mean, there's nothing to that. I mean, I don't, I don't see that. And you can't never say never. It's not like trading a quarterback, but come on. I, I would, I, yes, New England needs a running back. They, they've got depth issues at running back. They would probably, if you if you visit with Dalvin Cook, you, whoever Miami, the Jets, whoever visit with Dalvin Cook, if you have to be one of the teams that are calling the Indianapolis Colts for Jonathan Taylor, in my opinion. But before we get to that, we got another injury in camp, another one. Cooper Cup leaves practice yesterday. What is being reported now as a hamstring injury? Uh, out a few weeks, whatever that means. Again, I came riding on the horse in July and said, hey, man, keep in mind, let's look at the injuries this season in the perennial camp. You know why? And look at them. These are tissue, hamstring injuries. And you know what? When I look at what happened to Tim Patrick the other day, okay, just awful. You're talking about 363 days to the day. You got a better chance probably in winning the Mega Millions 1.2 billion jackpot that's up to right now than pretty much blowing an ACL and an Achilles almost a year apart. Just saying. But when you look at what happened to Tim Patrick and you look at what's going on with Cooper Cup, what is the what, what's the I won't say the exact similarity there but what's in the neighborhood with those two players they're both coming off of injuries and they're both coming off and probably two have spent more time in the offseason rehabbing than really any type of really hardcore conditioning or strengthening and then when camp gets up and you're talking about a first day on pads or things are ramping up you start compensating your body starts compensating for this and then all of a sudden you pull this and i'll keep going back to it there is i look been watching the NFL since 83. I basically started really paying attention and understanding the business side of it by the age of probably 12 or 13. I've been I'm 46 years old. That's a that's a lot of football log and I'm telling you, it hasn't it wasn't covered like it is now back in the day, but I will tell you even if you go back to I would say we're in 2023, if you go back even to the late 90s and early to there was no way this many injuries pre-camp we're not even barely a week into full-fledged camp teams didn't even just put on pads for the first time until this past monday or tuesday and we got guys dropping like flies and that there ain't these ain't contact injuries these are pretty much wrong move leg gave out hamstring pulled and that has to do and I can only put this on. I can't stop blaming these training staffs and medical staff. The players wanted this. When they negotiated this CBA with D. Marie Smith years ago, they wanted to show up later. They didn't want to do this. We can't do two-a-days. And this is a brutal, violent sport. 
It is. Injuries are going to happen. You got to practice. You got to go through it. But there's something to these injuries that are continuing to mount up that are soft tissue, ACL, hamstrings, and we're not even a barely a week into camp. That's just my opinion. But we'll see. Cooper Cup, look, man, you know, when I look at the state of the Rams, I told you, um, I think McVay, McVay, look, he just got married not too long ago. His wife just gave birth like a few months ago. The only reason me personally that he came back the way last year went was because Matthew Stafford said, hey, man, I came over here for you. I delivered you a Super Bowl. I know my wife wants me to quit, but I ain't ready to quit yet. I need you back. I ain't trying to learn no new offense in my last year. Okay, I'll hold off TV. Remember, who was it? I think it was Amazon. Amazon was after McVay big time. I mean, he had some big time contracts, probably TV. When I look at the Rams, they're going to be bringing into the NFL one of the youngest teams in the National Football League this year. They're, they've got one of the youngest rosters, if I'm not mistaken, but they're just – they're, it's, it's, they're young, but they're, the problem is their best players, their core players, they're getting older. The Aaron Donald, Matthew Stafford at this. My point is I don't believe, first of all, I believe this is Stafford's last year, and I don't believe McVay is around and down for a rebuild and a retool. We all know they're cap-strapped as hell. They have hardly no picks because the last, I mean, look, they got a Lombardi trophy out of it. But they really haven't had picks and first-round picks forever. I think McVay is not cut from that cloth on a full rock rebuild. I could be wrong. And if I'm wrong, I'll say, hey, man, I call that one wrong. McVay is going to pull a Bill Cower. He is going, I believe he's going to be done after this year. He's going to take some time off. He's going to take a TV job. And he's going to be the most sought-out coach year after year after year when it's basically close to Black Monday after the season's over until he gets the right deal. That's my opinion. But Cooper, that's a big one to watch for. You're listening, for the, listening to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the newly Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. When life sounds too much like this... It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special Nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits, and world-class wine to chips, dips, and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, 
Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, Shout. cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here.